the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to the race hour. Apologies of those of you expecting to hear the dulcet tones of Dean Ryan. He's actually away at the moment and so instead you've got me, Darren Hughes, in the host chair for this week's uh, episode of the race hour with thanks as always to bookmakers.co.uk. And I should just say going forward we will be back to Thursdays as normal from next week. So with that bit of housekeeping done, we're well overdue introducing our panel and I'm delighted to be joined as ever by none other than Jeremy Nolan. Jeremy, how are things? All good, Darren. Darren, you're like a, a comedian there now introducing yourself it's uh it's great to have you on board yeah absolutely look delighted to be on board absolutely uh it's uh, exciting times for uh for, for the podcast not because i'm joining but uh for me personally <laughs> I'm, not, I'm looking forward to getting involved in the year i know we're absolutely thrilled thrilled to have you on board then. great stuff and uh, also delighted then to be joined by key and kirby uh, how are things with you key and great weekends racing just put behind us there so looking forward to getting stuck in with you Oh, good, Darren. Uh, thanks, yeah. For, so anyone who doesn't know me, uh, I was on the Race Hour podcast just once last year covering the uh, Irish Grand National. So, um, yeah, looking forward to being on it a bit more this season. And uh, obviously, we'll be discussing a few of the, the divisions coming up. And, uh, yeah, it looks like an absolute belter of a season. Yeah, absolutely. And look, with that, we get straight into a kind of a quick look back at the weekend. Look, it was an action-packed weekend to race in Jensen. There's an enormous amount to cover. So I'm just going to ask both of you to give us anything in particular that stood out to you. It can be a really good performance, an unlucky loser, a lucky winner, or just something that's really gotten on your nerves. Uh, Jim, we'll start with you to kick us off there. What, what what really stood out for you over the course of the weekend? Yeah, I loved um, Eclat the rear. The Cheltenham action, uh, Darren, I was happy enough to kind of let that pass me now. Uh, I really enjoyed watching Cheltenham, as always. It's mecca. But uh, as far as trying to read too much into form going forward, I was happy enough to kind of to just note it, but kind of keep it... Uh, keep it away from me, you know, the likes of the uh, the Arkle division, which we'll move on to. I don't think that was shook up as much as some of our uh, our trade papers might kind of like us to think. But Eclat the rear for me, I thought he was excellent. Um, the ground of Wexford was really killing them, but he stayed going. Look, he should win. He should be beating Conflated and the big dog and knock on steel. He, he, he should be beating all of them easy. But he was given plenty of weight to, uh, to the big dog and he absolutely devoured them. Um, so Eclat the rear, he... he He's a nice horse, and he we're on a fifty to one for the Gold Cup, and I like bets like that because that's this is fun now to find out where his his ceiling is. They're talking about the uh, the Ladbrook at uh, at Newbury, which will be very interesting for him. I think he's, I think that's a proper test for him. I love that Henry de Bromhead. He has no problem going over to the UK, and as his yard gets bigger, he's able to target all these races. You know, he's already mentioned the uh, King George for Indo, and now he's mentioned uh, this for Eclat the Rear, and it just shows the embarrassment of. Uh, of riches that he has that he's able to kind of spread all these top class staying chasers out over so, so many divisions because even it looks like notebook now will end up going up and trip as well so he he could be really stacked in all these uh these divisions but he got the rear I, I just love what he did i love his jumping i, I love um the his rhythm i love the fact that afterwards rachel blackmore said that she kind of blames herself for uh for cheltenham last year it was a very soft very soft unseat i didn't really think it was her fault i just thought it was just kind of unlucky but she's She's blaming herself, obviously, as jockeys always do with um, unseats. But Eclat the rear, yeah, I, I really liked him. And the other one, of course, as race hour listeners will know, that I didn't shut up about last year and ended up nearly turn, turning this horse into something that he 
he wasn't really in the end. But uh, Pat's fancy uh, ran yesterday, and uh, I firmly do believe that there is uh, some sort of a low grade handicap, uh, a staying race off him. He was uh, fourth yesterday, jumped brilliantly, but just kind of he didn't have the speed for for the the front three. So uh, Pat's fancy's one as well to definitely we'll keep note of, but it'll be I'd say after Christmas by the time we actually strike some some gold with him but Eclat the rear the main one for me but yeah uh, Darren as you said that's a great weekend of racing Absolutely I thought I agree wholeheartedly Jeremy thought he jumped like an absolute book it was a strange enough race I think kind of conflated look beating the hole around and then sort of stayed on a bit at the end uh, it's, it's somewhat to give her He's a, a bollocks of a horse isn't he he's very he talented is, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah Yeah you know well he's just not putting it all in and then as to the big dog he just screamed the one that's going come on leaps and bounds to that like he travelled as well as anything <laughs> and just flew to pieces coming to the third last so uh, yeah, look, an interesting race there from Wexford. I, I, I concur with that. And what about yourself, Key? And again, look, there was a, a whole host racing on the weekend from your, your Wexford of the world right up to, uh, to Cheltenham as well. So take your pick. What what really stood out to you? Yeah, first of all, I'd agree with um, Eklat de Ria. I was a big fan of him as a novice last year. I think he could um, definitely be competitive at grade one level. Um, I suppose a big kind of anti-post springer in the, in the markets was um, third time lucky at Cheltenham. He was very impressive now. He was... Very well backed before the race. I think he was five to two, went off eleven to eight, and he beat some like absolutely wallops and decent horses there, like Body Rich. Any news? Um, absolutely beat, beat him by about 25, 25 lengths or so. Um, I think he was thirty threes or forties even for the Arkle. He's coming to twelves now. Obviously, we've appreciated short price for that, so he's one to keep an eye on. And also in the race after that, I was actually impressed with um Barnstown Lad. Um, he was off the broil a long way out. Um. Just, Lovely horse, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I love oh. this horse. I absolutely yeah, he, love this he, horse. Yeah. I was watching the race, uh, the markets live, and he just was drifting, drifting, and he looked, looked like he was getting beat, but just kept on finding and finding, and he's just very game. And he's one as well. Who looks like he could be aimed at the um, at the other Bartlett, and um, yeah, he's definitely one to keep on uh, keep on your radar. Yeah, I'd agree wholeheartedly with that. Again, I I I I love this horse. I really think he's uh, he just does the bare minimum. He's the exact type of horse you want for a really kind of grueling three mile hurdle he kind of yeah he's possibly he a bit like that horse a couple of years ago um barker's hill he was just constantly kept on me pushed away but kept finding you know like one of those horses absolutely yeah yeah, yeah agreed 100 percent. and i suppose both of you touch kind of on the on the novice chase division and that's i suppose what we'll move on to next we'll, we'll, we'll kind of cover the cover the three divisions uh over the course of the next half an hour or so but naturally enough we'll uh we kick off with the with the two milers uh obviously this is the the article is is the main aim for these horses going into cheltenham and at the head of this market, we have appreciated who kind of shocked everyone last year. I think by uh, by his speed, if if I could say that, given he, he yeah, was winning two and a half mile bumpers around around uh, around Leopardstown, and he's he's currently the three to one favorite for the for the article next year. Uh, Bob Ollinger then is ten to one. Fernie Hollow ten to one. My Drogo fourteens. Third time lucky fourteens after what was in fairness a relatively impressive performance at the weekend. Uh, Mon Morale twenties, Honeysuckle twenties. It's kind of a, a whole host of them there that you can nearly pick holes and then say they won't run. But I just get thoughts from both you, Keen. I'll go to you first. What What do you think of this market? It's obviously very early days, but uh, appreciate it looks pretty solid there at the head of the market. Yeah, you're spot on. I would appreciate about the uh, distance because I actually had him back to Andy Post last year for the Ballymore, so uh, I didn't have a penny on for the Supreme. So it was a bit, uh, bit, bit unlucky now seeing him bolt up. But um, yeah, look, he looks, he looks an, an absolute chase. He looks leaps and bounds. Um, ahead of these um even if you watch the way he jump, jumps his, his hurdles he's kind of look, jumps him almost like a chaser he's not really quick and nimble it's almost like he'll appreciate a fence and um will respect it a lot more um with the others behind them in the market 
obviously Bob Ballinger would more likely go for the March. Uh, we'll touch on him later. Um, Fernie Hollow, it's a bit up in the air if he's going to stay hurdling or um, go chasing. Obviously, he doesn't have a huge amount of experience, but he's he's actually beaten Appreciated and um, Bob Ollinger before. So, I mean, he, the only he one to beat both of them, I think, over sticks. Yeah, he? exactly. Yeah. Um, sure he's, a, he's a very exciting horse if he comes back to his best. Um, we've got my Drogo in there again, very so more possibly more likely for the intermediate trip. And um, we touched on Terra Time Lucky. I think he was thirty three to one. He's fourteens now, so obviously people. Um, yeah, I mean if they if they all line up, it could be a valid of a race. But yeah, I appreciate it. Is um three to one now? You could easily see him going off off odds on like um if if he jumps fence as well, you know. Wouldn't be the first odds on Arca favorite in the last couple of years, I suppose. And <laughs> yeah. just to touch yeah. on Fernie Hollow, I suppose maybe you delve in a bit deeper with with, with this horse. Would it make sense to them to stay hurdling? I know, look, we're obviously talking about novice chasers here, but just the 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 the, the wealth, the riches that are in the, that's in the novice chase division at the moment. The champion hurdling division, then on the other hand, is kind of nearly a, an afterthought at the moment. You kind of have honeysuckle, and after that, they're pretty on much for muchness. So, would there be an appeal there for? Um, for owners or for connections, maybe to stick hurdling this year, particularly given look, he's he's uh, this horse has had it, had, had its problems, uh, injury problems. Would it maybe make sense to stay over the easier obstacles and, and try and put it up to Honeysuckle if, if it really is the only horse that it has to beat? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think they'd be crazy going over um fences. Like if you take Honeysuckle out of the champion hurdle, it's ve- it's very it's very winnable. And as we've seen with mares in the past, they don't always train or they don't always season after season. They don't come back as good as they are. And like if he does go for the Arkle, you'll have the likes of appreciated Bob Ollinger, my Joker potentially. It would nearly be harder to win a, an Arkle than a champion hurdle, as bizarre as that sounds. But um, I, t- I think yeah, I think they should should be staying over hurdles. Yeah, absolutely. It's just uh, it, 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 it's a thought, I suppose, and it's one that we'll uh, we we'll get to the bottom of as the weeks go on. And I move on to you, Jeremy. What 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 do you think? What do you make of this division? Again, we touched on appreciated being kind of a. If you'd said to this time two years ago, this horse would be three to one favorite for the Arkle in October, <laughs> you'd have been laughed out the room. But uh, here, here we are. Obviously, again, we look at Bob Ollinger, looks more for one for intermediate trips. The same at My Drogo. Third time lucky at the weekend. You said you watched. Uh, you, you kind of put you out the notebook for yourself. He looked. He looked good, but it's just it's hard to know. I feel if he pulls like he pulled at the weekend, it'd be very hard for him to get around the Arkle. But what are your thoughts on the division as a whole? It's very interesting. I mean, look. This isn't a, a mad statement, but Willie Mullins holds the the key to it here. And like Fernie Hollow and Appreciated are not both going to go for this. Uh, I think if any of them look likely to go up and trip, it's probably Appreciated. But the way Fernie Hollow beat Bob Ollinger, he probably will be. Or, or sorry, yeah, um, he probably is 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 the kind of horse that you think um, probably could stay a bit further. But for me, he just looked a pure two miler. Um, I think if Fernie Hollow does end up going over fences, it means that he's very well with himself. Uh, I don't think that they'd be messing with fences at all if, if there's any doubt after his injury last season. Um, himself and Bob Ollinger, that just that, that was some race. Like for him to 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 be injured after it, it does show just what a course we're dealing with in in Bob Ollinger. Um, I, I really like appreciate it, love him. I, I think he's brilliant. But I only one of them two, in my opinion, will go for this race. So it'll be appreciated or Fernie Hollow. After that, then my Drogo, he he'll go up and trip. Third time, lucky. Look, he was good. He was grand. But like fourteen to one is is very. It's it's short enough considering. I mean, Buddy Rich was kicked out of touch by gentlemen. Um, Cape gentleman. Cape yeah. gentleman. So you know, well, like what price is Cape gentleman for an Arkle? He's, Thir- you know, thirty threes. I was just, I was going to come on to him next, but yeah. Yeah, you know, like he he's a very good horse. I really like him, but he wants a longer trip anyway. But 
like it's just third like we're falling into this trap again of the English horses beating up something he'll probably get a rating of 174 and uh, we'll think that he's <laughs> he's the next best thing and so it's, it's just wary of him um, not quick to to turn him down but he was fairly kicked in the touch last season I'm kind of following the Don McLean uh, thought process from last week and a small bit of Stephen Cass as well like a horse like Magic Days is a decent each if you can find a big price here, they're a decent each way punt because, in my opinion, we'll end up with a three to one on favourite for this, as we always do. Appreciate it or Fernie Hollow. The rest of them will end up going for the, the intermediate trip, and you'll end up with the likes of Third Time Lucky, a second favourite. I'd be very keen to take him on any day of the week. Like Mon Morale is there at sixteen to one. Again, a fine, lovely horse. You you dream of owning him, but not good enough. And after that, then you, you you've kind of got a good few horses like that. Um, whilst like. Looking here at Magic Days, if they can just get her to stop being such a mad bastard, they will have a fantastic horse on their hands. And she, like, the performance in the Mayor's Novice, who I, I think those Mayor's Novices are actually a decent bunch, that performance to finish second after how she ran was outstanding. And the performance at Galway, whilst they definitely expected more because she was punted ominously, but for her to run as well, as she did there as well. She'll she'll improve massively for that. Um, and it, if they can just get her to settle a little bit, by no means am I saying that she'll win this race. But I think that she has much more of a say in it than her current odds of about 66 to 1. So I think as an each way punt, just because this race, as always, is going to fall apart badly. Yeah, it's very easy to foresee a situation where we could even have... It wouldn't be unheard of to have a five or six runner race, and I suppose if you're sitting with a docket there of something that's you know 33s or 66 yeah. in this case, three places. I mean, there, there are certainly worse bets to have, and I suppose we will just touch on some of the bigger prices, uh, bigger price ones as we look down here. We touched on Cape Gentleman there, who I thought for all Bally Adam obviously went out the front the first and, and ruined the race um, as a spectacle because it would have been very interesting to see what level he's at. I thought he was very good. Obviously, look, Buddy Rich didn't do much for the farm, getting picked out of the way by third time lucky, but you'll have that. Uh, yeah. The likes of Calixios there as well. Hamas de Verle, he was talked up the champion hurdle last year, didn't really perform, but again, if any man can get these horses turned inside out, it's Willie Mullins. One from the, the English camp is uh, maybe Mr. Coffee, who a bit of a frustrating handicap hurdler last year. He kind of showed plenty of ability. Real hipster be, horse, isn't he? Real hipster horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The lads love him, him and the Chilean, Chilean football team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, to the, the the real the real hipster sort of uh, sporting interest, but uh, just a few there at, at those kind of prices, I'd be inclined to agree with you, Chairman. But if you give a magic days there, Kia, maybe you might win. What do you think of one maybe at a bigger price if you were to take a flyer at this early stage? Yeah, there's one there at a, a big price who I was a fan of last year, but he missed a lot of the season with um injury. His horse Harry Fry trains called uh, Boot Hill. He's uh fifty yeah. to one at the moment. He was a he was a decent point to pointer place in both events and um, then he won a bumper at Kempton beat Botwell Bridge of Nicky Henderson's who was a decent horse and uh, he was punted off the boards for uh, an officer at Taunton and I think he was kind of being fan, fan, like talked up as a Cheltenham Festival contender and uh, picked up an injury now we haven't seen him since but he's actually entered this weekend in a handicap hurdle um, which is four to one for and he's also entered a novice chase over two mile three but. Um, I'd say they might go with the handicap hurdle route. I take it, win a handicap hurdle off that mark, and um, he could definitely develop into a into a contender. I think a uh, fifty to one is an each each way play. He's um he's a good he's a good shout. 
God, 9-2 to two off 135 as well. A very interesting bet, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus, yeah. yeah. I'd say they'd be very disappointed if the torch doesn't end up right hard. Yeah, he's beaten off 135, yeah. Jesus, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, good shout, twice, Keen. Not a bad shout, but very good stuff. Um, we'll move quickly on then to the, the mid-range or to the mid the mid-range trips of Adelies over the for the novice chases. And obviously the, the one we have here is the Marsh novice chase. Uh, naturally enough, the favourite for this is going to be Bob Ollinger, although he is quoted in the... Um, in the in the article betting, he, he's he's far more likely to rock up here. He is indeed the ten to three favorite for the race best price. Appreciated Dennis sevens, my Drogo eights, classical dream who came back from a, a long layoff to land a, as Patrick Mullen said recently, landed a proper touch in the stairs hurdle at Punchestown. Uh, he's ten to one uh, fourth in the betting. Uh, Gallop into Champs twelves, and then it's kind of a Birdie Hollow sixteens as bigger prices. The rest after that. So, what are your thoughts in this division, lads? I mean, look, some of the commentary on Bob Oliger would suggest that. He may well be the second coming of Jesus Christ in the form of a horse. I, I'm, I wouldn't be a million miles off that opinion myself. But, uh, but let's start off with you, Kim. What are your thoughts on the, on the division overall? Um, yeah, I mean, but like what Bob Ollinger did in the um, in the Ballymore last year was um, sensational. Like even if you watched the race back again, uh, everything didn't go right. Like he was a bit keen. He missed a couple of flights, and you know, brave man's game. And um, Gaird de Manila, very highly regarded horses, and he just blew, blew them away. Like they were just you know, low grade horses. So um, yeah, look, he does. He deserves his place at the top in the market. Um, is it guaranteed he go goes for this race? Again, depends depends on the ground. But I, w- I wouldn't be getting stuck in an eleven to four anti post. I think I think it is a good race. You got my Jogo is likely going to go here. Um, you could have a few more. Uh, look, I think Bob Ollinger, Yeah, he'll take all the beat. And would I would I be getting stuck into him at five to two anti post? Um, definitely not. But obviously a, a super exciting prospect and potential Gold Cup uh, horse down the line as well. Absolutely, yeah. I suppose we'll, we'll go to yourself, German. Are, are you on the, the Bob Ollinger train, or are you maybe a bit of a doubt in Thomas when it comes to, to, to Henry de Bromhead's uh, stable star, or one of his stable stars, rather? I shouldn't, I shouldn't say stable star. I was last season, and I was, I, I was, Jesus, was I bullish that Gary Domenial was going to thump him. And then I'll just never forget just the, you know, Rachel Blackmore, just her body shape, and all of a sudden Paul Townham was at it, and then all of a sudden Cobden was at it, and you kind of went, Oh shit! Right, we are looking at a very special horse, and I'll never forget Patrick Mullins was when the fear started kind of coming into me about two or three days. You know, when you're bullish about a horse going into Cheltenham, and then all of a sudden you start just kind of hearing them all talking. I remember years ago being at a preview night in Galway when I was in college there, and uh, they were talking about Simon Sig, and I just remember leaving that night going, "This horse is is just not going to get beaten." The way they all spoke about him, and Bob Ollinger was the very same. It was the very same talk about his bumper jockey saying that. Uh, and Patrick Mullen saying that this horse is just a freak. Virgil uh, Blackmore saying that she's never sat in one as good. And I just kind of thought it was all talk, but it, re- it really wasn't. He, he put them in their place so easily. We're looking at, we all get excited about the Envy Allens and all this, but Bob Ollinger, I just loved the way that it, it was almost semi-quietly until Cheltenham, we just kind of realized, Jesus, this horse is something special. This is his trip. This is his distance. Again, I really like my Drago, but... I, I don't know what he's actually uh, achieved, really. I mean, we just saw the distance between the Irish novices last season and the English novices. Uh, my Drogo missed, missed Cheltenham and he ended up beating up a load of really tired horses, really, as well at Aintree. I thought a lot of them were over the top. So, like, my Drogo is very good. Appreciate it's excellent. I'd love appreciate it versus Bob Ollinger. I, I just think that would that'd be an almighty race. But I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if Bob Ollinger is beaten this season. 11-4... Um, 
no of course not of course you couldn't back it at that just in case because I think the, the thing that a lot of punters forget sometimes is that there's 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 so much can just go wrong you know you're dealing with a living a living creature you're dealing with a jockey you're dealing with grooms you're dealing with uh, work riders you're dealing with a trainer any one of them can make a mistake in any given day and uh, he could just be over the top so of course not 11 to 4 but he's just I, I yeah I I really wouldn't be surprised in the absolute slightest and this is an understatement if Bob Ollinger went another season unbeaten really with a, yeah. a string of ones beside the name yeah I think I, I just found last season that um the actual weight of money that came from was like he his last run before Cheltenham was in January the Lawless of Nace which he bolted up even after that race he was still five, five yeah. or six to one shot for the Ballymore and then as you say there were all the preview nights that happening and People are saying, you know, this horse actually is unreal. Like, and even on the days, two to one and just constant, constant money coming from him. And then you're like, yeah. he really is a machine. Like, you know, the way the he money He really is was, a machine. Yeah, and Keen, pe- uh, people don't seem to put it together sometimes. Henry de Bromhead's yard is a, it's a punting yard. Like Absolutely. the, um, the, the, like honeysuckle, a, a good few times. Like against Vroom Vroom Mag, when all the preview nights were saying that Vroom Vroom Mag was going to hammer them. She was punted that day. And... Yeah. Um, like, like every like, Indo went off nine to one in a Gold Cup off the back of two mediocre runs. Again, that's money, you know. Mm. Um, and Bob Ollinger being ten to three, he'll he'll only shorten all season. They 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 just nuke him, as yeah, you said, hundred percent. And just yeah. on the pop at the topic of um Bob Ollinger, there's a horse uh, Henry de Bromhead has as well, who won a point to point and won the exact same bumper at Goran last year called Journey with Me. I think he's about 16s for the for the Ballymore. So he's one to uh, keep an eye on as the season comes out. Like, could he be won as, as impressively as well, didn't he? As impressively, yeah. Like yeah. again, could be as good. We just don't know. But um, certainly one for the Notebook uh, journey for me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's on, on. I suppose John Henry de Bramhead in general. Like, here's a, a question for both of you now, without looking it up. How many bumper runners do you reckon Henry de Bramhead has had in the last five years? And I give you for context, he's had 14 runner, 1400 runners over hurdles and a thousand runners over fences in the last five years in Ireland. How many bumper runners do you reckon he's had and how many, how many winners do you reckon he's had? I know that if Henry de Bromhead, the, the line my uncle always said to me from the last four or five years is that if Henry de Bromhead has a bumper winner, it's a good one um, because he doesn't care about bumpers at all. I would I would be going between three and 400 runners and I would be going less than 20 winners. Ian, I'll put the same question to you. It saves a few more winners. Maybe 45 winners? And how many runners? Same runners? Yeah, about similar, yeah. 105 runners with 10 winners. Uh, oh, so, I mean, like, well, if you were to compare that, I don't have the numbers for, for Willie or the rest of them in front of me here, but Jeremy, it, it, your uncle is, is obviously spot on. He just he, he doesn't target bumpers at all with horses, really, no. or, or it's very much a stepping stone. They're not tuned up at all to go and win. And look, uh, Bob Ollinger has obviously gone on 1-1. One, one, uh, journey with me, as, as Kian alluded to there, sort of same same route as Bob Ollinger so it just does show if he does go and have a bumper winner it probably is a, a pretty good sign so there's there's one for you to keep an eye out for the, for the rest of the year and the, rest, the next <laughs> couple of years yeah yeah absolutely so I suppose look, we, we'll do the same again we kind of flicked down to the betting here we, we, we've covered the, the monster that is Bob Ollinger um, appreciating him would be a cracking race if it happened but you just know uh, if William Mullins can avoid that, he probably will. My Drogo, as we said. Classical Dream is one I'm very interested in. Um, you know, I read a piece from Patrick in the Racing Post there very recently, um, which he, he alluded to the, the touch that he landed in the stairs hurdle at Punchstown. This horse sort of went missing for a while, but 
if he's back on the scene now, can he be a player here? Same goes for Gallup and the Champs and the, the uh, fences or hurdles with him, uh, Darren. With Gallup, class the dream. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the thing. He's quoted here at tens, I suppose. I'm just wondering if he went second down. favorite in the stairs as well. You see, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, very I'd hard say, to know what he'll do with him. I'd say he'll go hurdles, but all the chases they have, they'll have to go hurdles. It's a yeah, I suppose they don't have many stairs hurdles. So it's just, that's that's a fair point. But yeah. Gallop and the Champs, I'd be surprised if he was a stair hurdle. Would you agree with that? Oh uh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a chaser. He's, yeah, definitely. He's on to go chasing. Can, can, could he be one that could shake this up a small bit? Is he good enough? I'd say the festival novice chase. I'd say will be where he'll end up. Um, mm. I've half a theory on that afterwards that I I do think Gayer de Neil will will I could end up staying over hurdles, and I think Gallop and the Gallop and the Champs he, like he's six to one favorite Gallop and the Champs is for the the festival novice chase. Very good. Yeah, I suppose then we, we we better touch on Brave Man's game. Um, who it's it's hard to know again. He could be one for the festival novices chase as opposed to the yeah, match. So. They're, they're highly unlikely to want to bump into Bob Ollinger again. So I suppose after all that. You kind of look at the bet and then you go, Bob Ollinger is the same price as appreciated. There doesn't appear to be that sort of same depth to this division. Um, much of that may well come down to the fact they'll want to avoid Bob Ollinger. What are your thoughts there, lads? Um, we'll start with you, yeah, I, are, Do you reckon this is a horse people are going to run from this year? I think this division is going to be one that I completely duck uh, gambling-wise. But I think it's going to be if... like I'd like I'd People give out about the fact that like Bob Ollinger and my Drogo, right, they won't clash until Cheltenham I kind of like that I like the fact that my Drogo has the potential to dominate over in the UK Bob Ollinger will dominate over in Ireland then you've got the likes of Appreciated um, other horses that, that you mentioned there as well like James James de Burley as, as you mentioned earlier he could well completely flip inside out because they were all talk about him last year uh, Dusart he's another one who looked excellent until he got injured last season um, do you know there's there's a good few horses there. I think we'll end up with a seven or eight runner field for this at the end of the year at Cheltenham and Aintree, etc. But a proper race. You know, you're going to have Bob Ollinger. Like, like I still have a feeling that it'll be Bob Ollinger versus Appreciated versus My Drogo. I think uh, Fernie Hollow will end up being the odds-on favourite for the arc. Like, I, I could well be wrong and Fernie Hollow could end up here. But I just have a feeling that Fernie Hollow, uh, I think he's a better horse than Appreciated. I, I, I think he's an absolute machine. As much as I love appreciate it, um, I think appreciate it has that real. He could end up anywhere because he's just one of those absolutely brilliant horses, and I think having the speed that he has and his staying ability uh, would really lend himself brilliantly to here. So I think this is going to be the division of the season above the Gold Cup and Champion Hurdle and everything. Potentially, I think this really could well be an amazing division, uh, but we just have to wait and see. We need them all to to get jumping, to get jumping well. But um, I definitely will be ducking it as a bet but I think any horse that can possibly beat Bob Ollinger I think we're looking at uh, at the reincarnation of uh, Jesus Christ as you put it uh, Darren yeah absolutely Keen. I'll get your get final thoughts from you on this yeah I suppose if we're, if we're saying Bob Ollinger is uh, is this good lads and how, how good is Fernie Hollow then like I've yeah do you know yeah. like David he, Mullen said on our preview night last year Keen, that uh, he was there that day at Gorham Park and he said he'll never forget he was standing in the stand watching it and uh you know there was no crowd there or anything else obviously because of uh of covid mm. and he said he's never seen two horses come up to come up a run in like it and you know oh, like david mullins we're, we're not talking about some young jockey there i know he's young but yeah. you know he's obviously been to a good few rodeos and he said because he couldn't have bob ollinger beaten and he just mm. said that when Forniolo and him jumped the last he's just never seen power like it going up a straight yeah. So uh, you can only even, imagine even in how the, um, in the bumper though, like I appreciate it was going up the hill and 
Fernie Hollow just coasted by him, like you know, he was obviously yeah. appreciated, it's unreal. Like so, if if Fernie Hollow's back to his best, like we don't know where he's going to go, but geez, he could take the sure, world. Keem, well, people like. people thought that appreciated maybe didn't like the hill because of how easily Fernie Hollow went by him. So, I know, yeah. Like, look, look what he was like he's he's a bit of a freak, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, just one as well. Dermo touched on there, who I do think will have a massive season is uh, Dusart. Um, he's only ran twice. He made his debut at um, Newbury, where he beat Soaring Glory uh, fairly handily, who obviously went on to win the uh, Bedford Hurdle. Uh, he picked up a serious injury then, but um, Henderson got him back to run at Aintree um, over two miles, where he just looked 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 like he needed two and two and a half miles, possibly even further. Um, he's a half brother to Simon Six, so I think he'll be uh, develop into a very good chaser. He's twenty-five to one, I think, of the of the ones away from the top of the market. I think he he's definitely the best. But I think he could. I'm not saying he'll win it, but he could he could definitely nick a place or like just massive improvement there. He's only two runs. I think he could be uh, yeah, massive best, huge. One of the best. And... I think I th- I'd nearly say he could be could be better than my Drogo. Like yeah, because be. and the way Nicky and then we're talking about him as well, Keen. He, he was really they were really bullish about him. And then one sorry just. Just to get this in for our uh, our former supreme leader before uh, Darren staged a bloody coup, um, R.I.P. Dean. Um, Galahad Quest uh, is a horse that Dean has always absolutely loved. He's a five-year-old. He's entered this weekend. Dean was on about him all season. And then at the end of last year at Haydock, he uh, he really cashed back in for him. Uh, absolutely brilliant performance that day. Um, and he's going over fences this year for Nick Williams. And um, over soon... Uh, Hopefully, and this horse could could just be very very good. Um, he's already entered in, in the likes of a, a Paddy Power Gold Cup chase. Um, they're gonna land a touch with him this season. Where he ends up, God only knows. But at five years old, uh, Dean just wanted to make sure that we got uh, Gal had quest in there for him as well. There. Happy days. Well, listen, uh, that just shows you just how hard it is to stage a coup around this place. That uh, even when you do take control. <laughs> The 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 the, uh, the IG tentacles of Dean Ryan are still still overreaching. But with that look, we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll be back very quickly with the three mile novice chasers and then some tips of the weekend for you. So don't go don't go too far. You're listening to the Race Hour podcast, brought to you by Bookmakers.co.uk. Check out Bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips, news, and the best odds for horse racing. Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-up offers in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of the Race Hour. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Race Hour. Um, in the first half of the show, we quickly touched on kind of a review of the weekend and then went into the Novice Chasers. So we got through the two milers and the, and the kind of intermediate trip uh, of, of the Novice Chasers. So we're going to do quickly now three-mile Novice Chase division. Uh, that we're going to include the uh, what was the artist formerly fo- known as the four miler in this. Uh, it's now the three mile sixer, as Jeremy Nolan has put it in the uh, in the running order of the show. Uh, so I suppose I'll just get your initial thoughts as what horses are you interested in here? Maybe this often the type of division for maybe a horse that didn't wasn't a complete tip topper over hurdles, but is going to come into their own over fences given a bit of time. And I'm just kind of interested in if 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 there's one horse for for both that 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 stands out in um in this division, who is it? In the festival novice chase, we'll start with you, Jim. Uh, sorry. Yes, yeah, of course, of course, of course. The the festival novice chase is, I this it, it, it's a cracking division because it, it's so open. 
as you said. Like, I love the fact that, you know, top of the game was second in a Coral Cup and then he went on to win this. Um, Gallivan Deschamps would back up the, that theory as well because Willie Mullins has often put one of his best future chasers into the Martin Pipe and punted it off the boards and won it with him. So Gallivan Deschamps going down that route is obviously a real pointer. Um, my drug appreciated. Look, we're, we're kind of stuck in that kind of uh, forever going around game. That's where they are. I'd be shocked if either of them end up here brave man's game he's every right to end up here but just concerned with how easily like even Gayard Demille put him in his wake last year and then he went on to Aintree and I understand he was over the top at that point but Jesus I beat my 6-6 six, six to 1 shot of uh, of Lucinda Russell's you know you, you'd be concerned enough about that uh, Vanillier's excellent um, not sure about him as a chaser just yet and the more you go down like there's plenty of horses here that could still be kind of one of them that could just keep improving. Garda Scow could, could be anything. Fury Road's a horse that I think should have went over fences last year. I, I, I don't know what they were doing, uh, but him, him, he's very good. And that 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 Albert Bartlett's a serious race that he was uh, he ran so well in. So he a 33 to one. He could be anything. Uh, Chaser Statler, I think he'll improve a lot for fences. So. This division is could be absolutely anything. Farouk Delane as well has to has to be remembered that he fairly thumped Vanillier last year at um, at Limerick. Going left-handed, still a small bit of a concern for him, but really looking forward to seeing where Farouk Delane might end up. So, like this division is properly stacked. Um, you know, like really, really stacked. Like if Akira, like if Akira won this race, you wouldn't be shocked. But he's fifty to one for it. You know. Um, Holy Macaponi, the exact same. The boss is Oscar. He's probably not good enough, really. But I just love the fact that when you keep going down this field here, even five o'clock there at six to six to one was a horse that I know is very well thought of as well. So it's a serious division, absolutely unreal, and it's something that I'm happy to let kind of it figure itself out. If I was pushed for a punt now, it would be Galloping Deschamps. I know he's he's only eight to one, he's six to one in places, but I just loved what he did that martin pipe last season i just absolutely love that i think he's a he's a really really good horse i think this horse is the reason why gayard de Manil could end up staying over hurdles um and i think that the, the, the two two divisions might sort themselves out gayard de Manil, he's still a young enough horse as well so he's the reason that, that but this is a proper division if i had to go one i'd go very boring darren with the, the galloping Deschamps, but i wouldn't put anyone off uh, punting one of those six six to one shots either Absolutely, yeah, hard to disagree with, with any of that <clears throat> analysis, uh, Dermo. Um, Kian, I put the same question to you. I appreciate it's a pretty open question. I suppose it's uh, probably the most in-depth of the novice chasing divisions. But um, if you could try and give give your, your thoughts on, on the shape of the, division of, of the division overall and maybe give us one horse that you're really looking forward to from these these staying trips. Cool. Yeah, as as uh, as you said there, there's just, as you stroll down through the Antos Marcus, there's horses everywhere that could get competitive in this. Like, there's... This is this is a this is a deep deep division. Um, do I I I disagree with Dermo. I think um I think Brave Brave Man's game is is actually the the horse for this. Um, like even all all last year, Paul Paul Nichols was just saying how much this horse needed a fence. Like he even he even compared it to Denman. Um, obviously then a lot of people like even even Denman got beaten in the Ballymore. So so the Brave Man's game. So and we also what Denman went on to do. Um, I, I think this could be a a future Gold Cup. I mean, if if you watch his chase the debut, he's put in against um in open company, and like the way he jumped, you won't find a novice jump jump like that all season. It was just pinging every single fence. 
And I think if he can get into a rhythm like that in the um the festival novice chase, he he'd be the like I was looking at the odds there now, he's he's still twelve to one or three six five, and I think in a few more bookies he's six and seven, so there is a bit of juice in that price. Um Gallop and the Champs obviously very good. Uh, it'd be interesting to see him jump a fence, but uh for me, yeah, Bra- Brave Man's game, well, uh, I think he'd prove the doubters wrong over fences. Um, of the other ones, yeah, Dermot touched on um, Farouk Delen. I uh, was a big fan of him last year. He needs a right-handed track and very deep ground to be at his best. He'd be, he'd be hard to beat if he gets those conditions. He's not a Cheltenham Festival horse. We didn't run at the um, in the spring at all last year. And just a couple of... Um, the horse to beat Brave Man's game, Ahoy Senor. He's actually due to run... Um, on Friday at Utahster, I think I wouldn't. Um, I know he was fifty to one at entry, but he's very unexposed as well. He he could get competitive in this at, at twenty five. Farouk uh, Farouk Delen wins the Irish National, I think. Yeah, he's a he's a real slogger, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think something like the Irish National now and heavy ground and everything else. You can see him going off nine to two for Gordon and absolutely slush up, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's an exciting horse, but he do, I think he does need those kind of um. You know, right on the track. And, 100%. And deep ground, You're hoping you know? fences might just straighten them up a bit because the form is so strong that if they could take the that kind of right-handed nature out of them, but that's obviously much, much easier said than done. Yeah, like he looks tailor-made for it. Like he's a massive horse. Like he looks um, he looks tailor-made for our friends. I actually thought he was going to run it down Royal this weekend, but I think the ground is... He, he won at that meeting last year, but I think the ground is just um, a bit, bit too firm for him. So maybe yeah. maybe in November, December, we'll definitely see him out. So he's won a one for no. But yeah, for me... Um, Brave man's game at twelve to one. I think still think there's there's plenty of ju- juice in that price. I think he'll he'll um I think he might might have one more run and then he'll go for the um the Cato Star novice chase and I think he'll um he'll take the world of beating the um the festival novices chase. Yeah, no disagreement here for me, lads. Uh, obviously, look, I, I know from kind of a couple of bits that was done with Nichols in the the recent in recent weeks. He uh, he he's still sort of shell shocked. That uh, the brave man's game was beaten at all last year, which I don't know is that uh, is that arrogance on his part, or, or is it, is it, uh, is it down to a genuine surprise the brave man's game just it's that good? Um, I suppose kind of stepping up and trip then to the uh, the three mile sixer as it's uh, not so fashionably known nowadays. Uh, will run wild Fred is in there at the, he's kind of twelve to one five stacker fourteen and uh, on the ropes fourteen to one. This is kind of the less sexy cousin of the. Uh, of the of what was formerly known as the RSA, the Festival Novices Chase. Um, it's probably hard enough to pick out a horse for this at this time of year, given that you know they're going to have different targets. As Jeremy alluded to, they're probably some of them are, might even be aimed towards Grand Nationals and such. And it's kind of hard to back up from this to a national. But is there any horse that you kind of looked at last year amongst the novice hurdlers or even senior hurdlers who you thought, yeah, once he gets an extreme trip over fences, he's going to come into his own? I'll start with yeah. you. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, um, sorry you know. Yeah, again, I, w- I wouldn't be um, piling into anything anti-post in this race. It's uh, like it is twelve to one to field. It is a bit of a, a bit of a lottery at the moment. But um, one I was a fan of last year was um, Gentleman's Game. I think he ran at Leopardstown over three miles, and he was he was I was a two and a half, and he was really getting going there near the end. He's very very um very young horse and very inexperienced. But I think um most more, I think he could be a a, re- a real stayer. Um, if I was having a bet now, I think he's tw- sixteen twenty to one. He'd be the one for me. But again, I, I wouldn't be uh overconfident on anything but I think he's a, a, a nice prospect for kind of staying handicaps further down the line yeah no disagreement here and I suppose same question to your to yourself Dermo there uh, as I said quite hard maybe to pick one out at this time um, given the different targets they're, they're likely to have as the year goes on but it's, it's the one that you just think Jesus yeah three miles six in a potentially quite soft ground around Cheltenham he won't stop whereas some of the rest of them might 
There's a few, yeah, and, and most of the ones that I'm kind of looking at this aren't priced yet. Now, I, I was keen on Sam's profile for this because he just strikes me as the right kind of horse, you know, like second season uh, chaser like Galvin. Uh, but Jesus, was he desperate at Galway, like really bad, punted it into 94 for Mouse. Mouse doesn't usually leave them after him when he punts one like this, but um, it, uh, the jockey reported afterwards that he just stopped really quickly. So hopefully that's that's all that is because at Goran Park last year, um, he just stayed and stayed in the Galmai hurdle over three miles. That was one of the worst ground races I've ever seen and he he beat the old Kerr late on, really like a proper performance. Um, he just struck me as a horse that, that will just keep going. Uh, Took Tory Graf was another one. Uh, looking forward to seeing him over staying chases next year because what ends up happening with Gordon is just just like a lot of, the, of these horses last season is he ends up being so stacked with novice uh, chasers that he ends up some very good horses end up going into handicaps. So the likes of Tory Graf for me could could be one that you know they could end up winning a a Tasty's chase or something like that. Mm. Um, so he's a horse that I will be tracking all season. He I was see really him as both. at um, the festivals last year, Dermot, wasn't he? Really um, poor. Yeah, uh, I, I think a lot it. of people made him out to be something he wasn't, though, Keane. Um, yeah. I think they were... I think that... that I think that Albert Bartlett's going to be backed up as being actually quite a, a decent race. Um, mm. I just think that he, he was just kicked out of the way, really. Um, do, you, do you think he, possibly he might be kind of a, a winter horse, more suited to maybe um, soft and heavy ground? It seemed like the festival he just completely bombed out, like... Yeah, possibly. Um, I, I also think that he, he's a horse that was that was because they maybe didn't believe in him as much to begin with, that they kind of kept him going too. Uh, you know, that was that was a tough run in, at the end of January, and they were all soft slash heavy, real sluggers of of, uh, yeah, of races. Yeah. You know, so I don't know whether he was over the top because a punches down on yielding ground, he was too bad to be true as well. Keen after it. You oh, know, he was yeah, yeah fifty eight lengths to Calvin Deschamps. So like you know, something just. Wrong there, but Gordon is brilliant at kind of flipping these horses around. And the last one is the horse that I mentioned at the start, uh, Pat's Fancies. And I'm robbing this from uh, Ryan Somerville on Twitter, who tweeted me. And um, Record Curtis absolutely loves training sons of Oscar. Uh, once they go chasing, T for Tree was he, he was an Oscar eighth in Albert Bartlett, and he won the four miler for her. So Pat's Fancy, uh, he could well end up going off at a big, big price in this. And placing, but I haven't backed any of them, Darren, and I more than likely won't. Yeah, that's uh, fully understandable. As I say, it is by far and away the deepest, um, the deepest of all of all the novice chase divisions, both the three mile and the three mile six division. Like there isn't really one standout horse. Uh, you know, just the betting alone will tell you that. So look, lads, I suppose we've gone through the... Who would be your main horse of the season, Darren? My main horse of the season, Jesus, uh, that's a good one. I'm really looking forward to Sir Gerhard. I know it's not novice chasers now, but he, he is a horse I am yeah, that's ridiculously fair. excited about. Uh, in terms of the chasers, I do think I'm kind of on the Bob Bollinger train, but uh, I've been obsessed with Sir Gerhard. I'm a bit of a clock man, uh, which I know isn't kind of the important, one of the more important uh, No, no, in, no, no, it's great. But uh, the time he put up when he won his bumper was... Go back. There was a, there was kind of analysis done at him at the time. It was pretty much out of this world. And ever since that, I've had him marked up as not just a top horse because that was very obvious, but something particularly special. Don't think we saw the best of him in his, his final start last year. So I am looking forward to him over six this year. Uh, and I do think he's a superior animal to kill crush. Uh, but in terms of the chase, it's probably Bob Ollinger is boring and all as that is. Though I, I do I did think Kate Gentleman is quite good. 
uh, for a start in uh, in Punchdown the other day. So, look, we've uh, we've flown through the the three and a half divisions there. I suppose we call it three divisions plus the the ones that are too slow for the first three. Um, I'll push both the lads for for one horse from each division uh, for for the kind of the Cheltenham Festival race. So a horse with the Arkle, a horse with the uh, for the Marsh, and a horse with the uh, the Festival Novices Chase, and one for the Three Mile Sixer as well at this stage. Uh, Dermot, I'll come to you first if that's all right. So your your Arkle horse first, please. Uh, Magic Days each way at 66s. Magic Days, one for the Marsh. Uh, Bob Ollinger. Uh, Bob Ollinger. Bob. That's fair enough. And then the, the best one, Abs of Chase, and the Three Mile Sixer. Uh, Galloping Deschamps, I just think he's a machine. Yeah, and the Three Mile Sixer, yeah, we're kind of up in the air right now. Three Mile Sixer was up in the air, but if I had to stick with one, I would go with Tory Graff. Brilliant. And Kian, same same question for you. Four, please, for Arthur Marsh, best one, Abs of Chase, and the Three Mile Sixer, please. Cool. Uh, yeah, for the Arkle, I'll go Boot Hill each way at 50s. Um, the Marsh, I will go with um, Dusard at 25s. Festival Chase, um, Brave Man's Game would be my pick of the novices. And then for the um, the Longer Chase, I will go with uh, Gentleman's Game at uh, 20 to 1. Brilliant. That's happy days. So there's your novice chasers done in depth. Um we're going to quickly move on now and do some tips for the weekend. So I suppose the three main races on the weekend is what we'll cover first. The two at Weatherby and one at Up and Down Royal. And then I get one from each lads for any, or for more than one for anywhere else over the course of the weekend. So we will just quickly look first then at the half two in Weatherby. It is the Bet365 hurdle. Uh, Paisley Park is on something of a, a, a retrieval mission slash reconnaissance mission to figure out whether or not he's going to stay hurdling or go chasing this year. Uh, in terms of competition, so far what's entered is uh, Thomas Darby is in there, Lisnager, Oscar, Molly Ollie's Wishes, who was the improver for Dan Skelton last year. But, Kian, I'll come to you first. What do you make uh, of this race? Um, obviously, it's slightly tricky at this stage without full decks. Paisley Park, it's hard to know what kind of level he's going to run to. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it wouldn't exactly um, inspire too much now, this race. It's uh, it's quite weak. I mean, pa- yeah, Paisley Park is obviously the... The standout horse here. Um, nine going on ten. Will he have that much to offer in the stay and hurdle division? I'm not so sure. I mean, three runs ago he was close to time time hill, but disappointed at Cheltenham and then Aintree completely bombed out. So I'm I'm not too sure what what we'll get from him. And a two to one, I I, I definitely avoid him. Um, of the horses just behind him in the betting, Master Tommy Tucker. Uh, I'm not sure about him as a hurdler. Thomas Derby. Again, I wouldn't be touching him at seven to two. The, the one I do like is um he's been well punted now. Is um Charles Burns' horse uh, run for Oscar? I think he was sixteens or twenties this morning. I just looked there now. He's into eights. Um, he's a crack in each way. But I think even even still at eights, um, there's twelve horses in it now. There might like be less than eight. Like the market's telling you, he's going to run. He's going to run well. Um, he's won his last two races. Uh, he's been running throughout the summer, so he he will have fitness on his side. Um. I mean, it's a weak race, so I think yeah, he definitely could um, outrun his odds of even even at the moment eight to one with three places. I think is a good each way bet. Yeah, form of the last day, franked as well by by Wolf Prince, who since come out and won over sticks and and, and ran very well on the flat at Gore. And I will just run through the betting before I come to you, Jeremy. I forgot to start. So Pacey Park two to one, Thomas Darby seven to two, uh, Master Tommy Tucker fives, Listenagar Oscar sevens, Indefatigable sevens. Run for Oscar, as Keen alludes to there, he's best priced tens at the moment, but that's only with one firm, and he was indeed twenties this morning. So act fast if you do fancy that. For Shima, then for for uh, Dan Skelton, twelves and it's kind of fourteens and bigger the rest after that. So 
as Keen kind of said, uh, Dermo, not necessarily the most inspiring race uh, to look at, but what are your initial thoughts? And if you have a selection, that'd be great as well. Yeah, of course. If she does turn up, um, I quite like Indefatigable for this. Uh, she gets a lot of weight. She's fit. She, she won at uh, Pontefract on the flat, so she should come into this well. And like she's she's ran some big races. You know that that was that that was a huge fort at thirty-three to one in the Mare's Hurdle last year. You know she was she was only beaten by Roxana Concertista and Black Tears. That form's not a million miles away from um, from this race. And was afterwards she she did rather flatten out at uh, between Sandown and Aintree. Still, that entry run was she was only 14 lengths behind Time Hill, and then at uh, Sandown she was half a length. But you can forgive that that was that, that was her third run rather quick enough, and she was still in in third that day. Was uh, call me Lord. This trip I think will suit her best, and um, she uh, again as I said she gets weight all around being the the mayor here. So at um, seven to one, if she turns up, she's a punt, but she's she's not jocked up just yet. So we'll have to wait and see if, uh, if Paul Weber does run her. But um, if he does. I think she's a very good better. Happy days. Very good. So we will stick with Weatherby for the time being before going back to, to Down Royal. At five past three in Weatherby, it's their flagship race of the season, the Charlie Hall Chase, the grade two, run over three miles and 45 yards. And the, uh, I don't know what word I'm going to use to describe surname, so I'll just be polite <laughs> and say surname. Uh, it heads the market at uh, around five to four, 11 to 10. Sham Blue then for Dan Skelton, seven to two. Clondalk Castle, 9-2. Fusil Rapids, 11-2. Kitty's Light, best price, 9s. Mighty Thunder, best price, 18s. And it's kind of bigger prices, the last two in the bet. And I suppose, Dermot, I'll come to you first here. Uh, Charlie Hall, surname, is this going to be to him what uh, the King George is to Clandis Oboe? Obviously, Clandis Oboe did more than that last year, but, you know, it kind of becomes more of a somewhat of a specialist race for him and he does damn all for the rest of the year. Can they get him back to what he was? Whatever was he? It's hard to know. What are your thoughts on this race? Yeah, he just—he is just one of those horses, isn't he? he? He kind of performs really well before Christmas and then after Christmas, it, it just all kind of stops for him. Um, He's—he's—he's he's, he's very good in his day. He could well win this, but he, he just couldn't—he couldn't back him for this. I, I mean, last season we we really thought that he was back after he he took this, but like um, he beat Vindication there by two lengths. I mean, Vindication did, did very little afterwards. Uh, you know, um, I write and Tur, he's a good horse, but again, still, it's you know. He put them away. It's just hard to know whether there's a better horse coming into this to actually take a surname on. Like, I like Sham Blue, but how good is he? Like, really? Um, it's kind of hard to know. You know, Chantry House absolutely put him in his place twice last season. The one thing I will say is that that, that, that run in February at Sandown last season when um, he was caught by Sporting John, that was a terrible decision by the Skeletons. Uh, that was such a hard race. Sporting John never really came back from it afterwards either. And if anyone remembers that day, Sporting John was beaten out the back, but Sham Blue and the horses up front got so tired that he just came through late and beat them all um, after being held up off. Wouldn't you like Harry Skelton to go off too hard, would it? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't, but I don't think this 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 wasn't quite his fault. There, were, there was enough of the minute, I think. Um, but so Sham Blue, he, he fell apart at the end of last season, but rather understandably. And before that, he, he was a very good horse. He's seven years old. He gets three pounds from surname. The Skeletons, this is their time of the year. They're absolutely geniuses at just at really getting going now. He beat the big breakaway last season. It was a horse I like. And he's he's a good horse. Um, and while surname is excellent, it's just hard to know. I think mad horses like surname, I think eventually they just go over the edge. And... Um, 
I think whilst he's excellent, I just I'd be very fearful of that, especially at um, at five to four. Clonda Castle is very good, but he was really he, he, he's put in his place enough times at top level. Brave Man's game, he put Fusel Raffles, but Fusel Raffles is fit. Nicky Henderson's horses are are starting to go better now, but. At the odds, I think Sham Blue at four to one. I think he's a bet, and um, I think you're backing that surname maybe isn't at all what he once was. If surname does what he did last year, he probably wins. But Sham Blue at four to one, he's he's nearly an each way bet to nothing there. Yeah, happy days. Um, I suppose the bookmakers are being cute enough only offering two places at the moment, yeah, yeah. which is quite frustrating. Jesus, if he was if he was four to one, three places, three places you'd be all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're at it. Uh, Kian, we move on to you. What are your what are your thoughts on the on the race as a whole? It's uh, probably a hard one to, to make sense of at this stage, but we'll uh, we'll push you for a selection. Yeah, it's de- definitely a tricky race. I mean, I think if you're uh, thinking back in surname at five to four, you need your head checked. Um, <laughs> I mean, ever since he's beaten Altior, it's had an absolute shocker. Like two King Georges, he's flopped. That race uh, killed the two of them, didn't it? Killed yeah. him, yeah. Um, pulled up on his last two starts. I know he was good in this last year, but as Dermot said, he beat Vindication. Like, um, probably a better horse going right-handed as well. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him at short odds. Um, but then the other side of the coin is what in God's name do you take him on with? Because there's not much there. Like, um, Shan Blue. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not really too sure about him. Um, they don't really know how to ride him. I'm not sure is his form there. I know Dermot said he beat the big breakaway, but he's he's no great shakes either. Um. Clonlock Castle again. I think maybe Fusil Raffles might uh might be the one to put it up to him. Um, he ran okay the last day against Brave Man's game. Possibly needed the run, but um, I think the ground is probably going to be a bit better at weather being his form on uh good ground is very good. I think he's won three or four times all on good ground, so he's a good traveller. I think if they go off quickly, I think Topfield Ben might make the pace if they can um get him settled. I think he could um outrun his odds of uh, 11 to 2 but I, I wouldn't be overly confident of uh, backing anything in this race just I wouldn't wouldn't touch surname really to be honest yeah listen a uh, field full of mediocre English horses I suppose it's not really much to get us excited at this time of the year so we'll head over <laughs> to Darren Royal for uh, an actual proper race this weekend with the, the Labrooks Champion Chase at grade 1 run over 3 miles and we see the return potentially of last year's Gold Cup winner Manila Endo Paul Nichols he's 10 to 11 um, Paul Nichols sends over Frodan uh, to try and break a few Irish hearts yet again he's 7-2 a few quid knocking around for him Galvin then 4-1 Delta Work 10's best price Road to Respect 10's best price and then Ra- Raven Hill's 50's and Fairy Hill run at 100-1 to to round them out so Kian, I'll come back to you here what do you make of this race it's uh, kind of a guessing game as to who's going to be straight who's going to be trying to win the actual race or who's going to very much who very much views this as a stepping stone for the the rest of the season you probably have to imagine maybe Paul Nichols isn't sending for over for a holiday but uh, what are your thoughts yeah Paul Nichols usually does um does target this meeting but as we said maybe surname was a bad even money shot I think Manila window at around even money is is a much better bet um I mean he could be, he could be way better than these um Galvin very good horse but might might need a bit further um and then the rest just look nearly finished like dealt to work road to respect um, he's never run well in this style to work even when he was going run. well he, he was liable to run a stinker in this and come back then and around Christmas time and run well but he yeah, his comeback well. runs yeah. his comeback runs are always terrible yeah always he hasn't ran well in a long while now like so I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't be confident in him now um, I think Manila will, Indo will win it yeah I think he's 10 to 11 there at the moment I think that's a, that, that's a fair price um, I, I don't think Frodo, Frodo's, Frodo's good enough to, to beat him but yeah, Manila to um, start the Gold Cup trade with a winning run, I think. 
Fingers crossed. Dermot, we'll go to you. What are your thoughts? Do you agree with Kean or uh, is there a potential fly in the ointment for, uh, for Henry de Brown Head School Cup winner? This is an excellent race. No, I, I firmly believe that this is just uh, just like the, the joint racing TV chase as well afterwards with uh, Envy Allen. I, I think it's strictly a watching brief. Uh, road to respect is very interesting. Uh, Noel Mead's yard is absolutely flying so far this season um, on the flat and over jumps. He, he's just really what, what, what they were. They had a torrid enough time of it, kind of quiet enough. And just, you know, Jesse Evans on, on the flat has been brilliant for them. And a six shooter won over fences at Galway and then at the Curro, uh crashes with young Neil Ryan. He's he's just he's been in really good form. Most of his horses are running really well. Um so road to respect they don't have time either to be messing around with him. You know, I kinda like that angle sometimes in, in races like this while other horses might be um might be looking towards a long season. They will they will hundred percent be going. He's been off the off the track since Christmas two thousand nineteen, so obviously he's an awful lot to make up but I just wouldn't surprise me now if Noel Mead had him absolutely rocking and rolling. But um, this is a proper, proper race. As you said, Rory Fitzgerald, the tipster, have an awful lot of time for on Twitter. He, I was chatting to him last week, and he's quite keen on Galvin for a Gold Cup. Uh, obviously, Manel Indo, it's not hard to be keen on him for a Gold Cup after winning one. Uh, Frodon is Frodon, and I love how ballsy Paul Nichols is. I, I think Paul Nichols gets a hard enough time from some folks on Twitter, and I, I love Paul Nichols. I just think uh, he has... Uh, he, he has a pair of balls in him. And the game would be better if more were like him. What do you think? The game would be better if more were like him, as opposed to kind of hiding behind. Uh, oh yeah, know, there'll be corporate Twitter accounts and stuff. Maybe at least Paul will actually say what he thinks. I suppose. I, yeah, I think I, I, and he's so competitive. He's so competitive. He'll slag. He'll nearly slag off a trainer, or he'll remember one year Willie Mullins had Faheen and he he came out and said that. Identity Thief was the the best horse in the champion hurdle, and that was nothing more than to try and piss them off, like you know. And I love that kind of stuff. And Paul Nichols last year came over to uh, punch down with Clandes Obo and he took the, the Gold Cup and everything else. So Frodon, absolutely more than value here, would be quite a fitting winner for uh, Bryony Frost as well with everything going on at, at the moment there as well. Really, yeah. really good race. If pushed, I'd go for Road to Respect at decent bigger odds. But uh, I'm very happy to watch this and this is going to be an absolute belter. Brilliant. Well, look, that brings us to near enough the end of the podcast. As I suppose, I'll just ask both you, for one more selection from the weekend, if you have one, if you don't, no worries. But is there anything else from the the, uh, the, the all the racing coming up to us this Saturday, Sunday, Friday, even Monday? I'll allow if you want. Uh, is there anything coming up that you that you really fancy for the weekend or that you're hoping to stick a few quid on? I'll go to you yeah, first, Dermot. Or Keen, go on. Yeah. Go, Keen. No, go on, go on. Okay. Yeah, there's just one horse on Sunday at Carlisle I want to touch on. is um He's running in that intermediate chase. Is Espar du Rame. Um, he was a good, very good novice last year. He was actually ran at Aintree, and he was—I don't know—he might have had the beating of um, Shandry House in that novice chase, but he um, buckled on landing. Now he's targeted to go for that race, and he's a better horse going right-handed. So they're going to him at the King George. He's twenty to one anti-post for King George. I think that's a very good bet. I think that's a—it's a weak enough race. Um, so he was one I had my eye on. Um, who else was there? Also, there's one horse. Um, 220 at Clon Meltimore called Gilly Billy. He was bought for over um, 300,000. I think he was favoured for the one of the bumpers at, at Punchestown before he picked up a stone bruise. So um, he could be he, he'd be long odds on tomorrow now, but he's one to uh, to put in the uh, in the notebook for sure. And um, yeah, no, um, Esper de Rame at Carlisle would be definitely a horse I'd be uh, keen to follow from an anti-voice point of view for the um, the King George. Happy days, and same for yourself, um, Dermot. Anything that stands out to you come for the weekend coming up that we haven't already touched on? 
Yeah, well, definitely Boot Hill anyway after uh, Keane. That's a that's a great shout on him going yeah. forward. And this does strike you as we'll take advantage of our mark and then we'll go chasing afterwards with him kind of uh, vibes from, from that race. Now, it's a proper handicap hurdle. But if Boot Hill is anywhere near as good as Harry Fry, who's a fantastic trainer, if he's anywhere near as good as that man said he was, then 135, he, he should definitely be winning off. Um, we have to touch on him by Alan as well. Obviously, he's running in the uh, giant... Or is it TV Chase? Obviously, I'm not no, tipping yeah. him, but uh, he should be <laughs> he should be winning that. Uh, looking forward to see what what way that he goes. And then the 2:45 at Ascot on Saturday. This is an absolutely cracking race. A uh, really good um, two miles one. The Burn Group and they cap Chase. Tully, uh, Sully Doc AA. He absolutely loves Ascot. Editor De Geet. He's brilliant as well. But I quite like a horse that uh, David Weldon's always very keen on. Um, Amula Gold here. Uh, he's a proper horse as well. Real, real tough, uh, tough horse. And a trip like this will definitely suit him. Um, he was very, very good here at Ascot last season in this in this very race. Or was it this very? No, enlisted race. Sorry, uh, but over this trip. And I think um, for something like this, he should actually was this race. Sorry. Um, so he will be very hard to beat again. Under Bridget Andrews, and uh, whilst the whilst the rating is higher this season, there's an awful lot of horses in here with high ratings, so it, it doesn't really matter a whole lot. So, a Moolah Gold at thirteen to two would definitely be one of my bets of the weekend. And then finally, I'll let you all go. Then the two fifteen at Down Royal, um, uh, Char or Carl Burns even sorry, um, is training Light Brigade. Obviously, um, you'd imagine Charles is somewhere involved there as well. <laughs> but uh, Carl Burns. Uh, this horse was almightily punted at the Punchestown Festival last year and finished second to Cousin Harry. Uh, now, that was when um, send them all to Philip Rotwell, as uh, Icy says on Twitter. That was when he was absolutely flying. In third that day is Great Bear, who's a horse I like, and um, I was all over him that day. And Light Brigade ran an absolute screamer, and this horse made really good uh, ground. Strangely, for, for, for the Burns outfit, uh, Jack Foley is booked already. On him, so Jack Foley will be claiming off him. He'll get in here off ten stone six. Light Brigade in the two fifteen at Down Royal on um, on Saturday. If he does run, but the fact he's jocked up would suggest that he will. Uh, I would expect an almighty gamble there um, on him because he is literally handicapped to go. And uh, this, this is a good race. You got the likes of uh, Golden Jewel and Glorious Soft, but uh, Light Brigade in that two fifteen on Saturday at Down Royal is definitely worth a second look there. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Well, look, lads, thank you both very, very much. Uh, you've left the listeners with a wealth of knowledge for both the rest of the jump season and for the weekend coming in the more immediate future. So thanks to both of you. Thanks to everyone for listening. Um, as we said earlier on, we'll be back next week on the usual day of Thursday and Dean Ryan will be back in the host chair. So you won't have to listen to me ramble on. Thanks very much for listening. Godspeed. And we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews.